Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Building from the Bottom podcast. This is the only place where you will get to hear me unscripted, completely talking about my journey in business. This is episode 10, episode 11, chapter 3. Let's jump straight in. So, this is episode 11. And usually my seasons last 26 episodes. So we're nearly halfway through this chapter. This week has been super, super interesting. I am now sitting in a box room at my girlfriend's parents' house, looking outside at the window with a storm going on outside. It's insane. This week, as I mentioned, has been super, super interesting. I've been reading a book called Why We Dream by Alice Robb. And it was and is a really interesting book. And it's definitely started to change my perception of dreaming and really got me to think about when I dream, how that implicates on the rest of my life and the time that I'm awake. One of the quotes I read this week that was really, really interesting to me was, People who dream about new mazes navigate real ones more efficiently. And the reason this quote stood out to me was because even though in the book it relates to dreaming in particular, when you're dreaming when you're asleep, this just resonated with me on a different level. It made me think about when I dream and when I think about different challenges I'm going to face. It will allow me to navigate my way through the challenges that I currently have a lot better and a lot quicker and a lot easier with less stress. And so I really love that quote. I'm just going to read it out to you again, just so you can really hear that. People who dream about new mazes navigate real ones more efficiently. I'll let that sink in. Okay, the next point I have in my e-diary at the moment I'm reading them on my mobile is the power of dreams and the effect on your life. So as I mentioned, this quote that I wrote down really just hit me in a different place. There's not many quotes that I read that do this. And so to read this quote very early on in the book, it's within the first eight pages, I just was kind of blown away and it really has boosted my hopes for this book and where this book will lead me in my life and how it will impact my life. So dreams. Most people dream at some point in their life when they are sleeping. And dreams in particular, a lot of people have often wondered what their dreams mean. You can have really crazy dreams, dreams of being on an aeroplane, dreams of being in a city or place you've never even been, seeing people you've never seen and talking to people that you've never talked to. And it's insane how you can go through your dreams and not recognize absolutely anything. But when you wake up, it has so much meaning and relevance to your actual life. It dates back in history how people used to make their decisions on their day-to-day basis based off what had happened in their dream. 
people avoided going outside because they had a dream about something that they were going to get killed or something along those lines. And I find that absolutely crazy because these days, if you said you weren't going to go outside because you dreamed that you were going to die, people will probably laugh at you and you would question whether you were going insane. But dreams do have a much deeper effect and impact on the day-to-day living of you and yourself, both mentally and physically. It can affect decisions without you even realising that it affects decisions. And One of the things it says in this book is that you should really be making a dream journal. And dreams can also be really complicated. People have even claimed to have what's known as lucid dreams. Now, lucid dreams are basically when you realize that you are dreaming whilst you are dreaming. And that really comes with a lot of power because it means that just like Mary Poppins, you may be walking down the street and you can pull absolutely anything you like out of your bag. You can magic things to happen. You can become a superhero. It really doesn't matter you can literally control whatever you like and the fact that you can realize that whilst you are dreaming that you are dreaming can really help you on a day-to-day basis because it can make you learn and make decisions and find out how they play out in your dreams which means that when you come to facing your day-to-day life whether it's in business or in relationships or just in normal day-to-day life it can really have a huge impact on your decision-making process for example if you have two pieces of work to do tomorrow and they both have the same deadline and that deadline is extremely tight and you know that you will only be able to get one done you don't want to upset anybody but which tasks do you do And you can play this out in your head that you do one piece of work and this will be the impact or you do the other piece of work and this will be the impact. But if you play it out in your dreams, it really allows you to see firsthand what will happen. And then when you wake up in the morning, you will know exactly what you have to do. And if not, you will know the outcome already. So you will be prepared in yourself for that outcome. See, Every day we're going through challenges and you may not actually know that you're going through a challenge, but your brain is processing things that you probably might not have even came to yet. For example, if your car breaks down and you're wondering how to get to work, you may just automatically think, oh, it's an easy decision, but your brain will be processing the multitude of ways that you can get to work the next day. And in these challenges and in these dreams that we have, being able to control what's going on can allow you to really kind of see into the future and stop yourself from making the bad decisions whilst you are awake. And so something that I want to do is harness the power of dreams to have an effect, a positive effect on my life to really help me make those decisions that I have to make on a day-to-day basis and to help me navigate through this world of business. 
because the truth is we have this massive power and everyone knows that we have to sleep but no one really fully understands dreaming and you may be listening to this and thinking but gareth i can never remember what i dream and it mentions it in this book it mentions that you may not always remember what you dream but taking five minutes after you've woke up to consciously think about those dreams that you've had and writing them down it can have a detrimental effect on the way that you process your dreams and the way that you remember your dreams it can massively impact how much you remember your dreams as you start to write them down more because your brain will always bring it to the forefront when you wake up in the morning which allows you to then remember more dreams if you look at your dreams and you can really define what they mean that can allow you to then apply it to your real life and so in the long term that's something that i am looking at doing because i honestly believe that being able to use the seven eight hours of sleep time that we have effectively to harness the power of it and spend more hours in a day processing the problems that we're facing that time when i'm awake will be a lot more efficient but enough about dreams Let's move on very swiftly. I recorded a podcast this morning with a person that I met on LinkedIn. And after talking to this woman for about half an hour, 45 minutes, it really, after one of the questions she asked me, it really got me thinking about planning and how I plan. Because the truth is, some people plan more than others. Some people plan every single second of every day, and that really works effectively for them. Whereas other people, just have an idea of what they want to do within a day and then just go with the flow. Some people set yearly goals, monthly goals, weekly goals. But I also think there is a different aspect to planning. Over planning. And this is definitely something that I have fallen victim to in the past. Starting my company, I often thought I needed to plan lots of different things when actually I can't predict what's going to happen. When in business, especially during the beginning, if it's your first company, you're not entirely sure what's going to happen. And unless you've got a mentor that is walking you through it, or you've got a co-founder that's previously launched and started huge companies, you're probably a little lost. And the truth is, I was too, and I still am in a way. And that's okay. It's okay to feel a little bit lost. And sometimes when we're lost, we're seeking an answer. And by seeking an answer, we often end up planning. And planning is good until you plan that you need to plan, that you need to plan. And then you end up in this massive planning circle, but never actually doing anything to move anything forward. And it's something I think everyone does when they care so much about something, but they're slightly nervous to take that first step or take that next step that you have. And I think this is extremely important to take a minute to just realize how much time are you spending on planning versus how much time are you spending executing? Because oftentimes executing is what actually makes us take the step. For example, something that 
a guy named Stephen Bartlett says is if you think about wanting to go to the supermarket, for example, you can think about wanting to go to your local supermarket and you can think about how you're going to get there. But if you don't actually go and walk out and get into the car and switch on the car and put your foot down, you're not actually going to go anywhere. And so you can see where that planning versus executing both have to work in synchronization. So whilst you're listening to this podcast, you may be sitting down, you may be on your commute. Just have a little think about how much do you plan in your life? Should you be planning more? Or maybe you should be planning less because you're falling into that over planning circle. You know what step you need to take. You just have to take it. Moving on swiftly, I saw a social media post from Quinton Allens this morning that I wanted to really bring to you guys and talk about it. He put up a photo on LinkedIn of him just sitting down as normal. But in the copy, what he wrote was his journey. And one day he was standing in a doorway looking out at the huge buildings that he saw and dreaming of where he wanted to be. I have done that sometimes. Sometimes when I go into big cities, I look up at the huge buildings of office blocks and I wonder what opportunity is around me and where will I be in the future? Will I be that person looking down from one of those office blocks at the person that's looking up? Or will I still be at the bottom trying to climb? Or maybe I'll just stop trying at all. And it really questions, what is your view of success? Because everyone defines success in different ways. Success to me, well, the majority of success to me is being happy, building a company and doing something that I love to do every single day. And that's part of the reason why I look up at these office blocks, because I like to see what the future can hold and see that if they can make it into these these huge companies, then I can too. But it's not all about business. There's also that family side. There's also the relationship side. The people that are around you, your friends, your family, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, those people are going to be with you along your journey. So whilst you may want to build this huge company, just remember, remember these people are not going to be there forever. And if you take your eye off them, they might just leave. And I'm sure you wouldn't want that because I know I wouldn't either. So just think about what do you want from yourself in the future and how are you going to get there? Moving on to time management. Time management is something that personally I would call a sticky game. People are fighting for my attention recently. They've been messaging me on LinkedIn, messaging me on other platforms, saying, hey, Gareth, let's call. Let's, I want you on my podcast. Let's have an interview. Let's have a chat about this event that's coming up. And whilst this is all great, 
my diary has been sticky. And the reason I use this word is because it's very hard to get the balance at the moment. I work full time. And so the fact that I'm working full time means that I have less time to spend on things like phone calls with people and meeting people. And I do really, really, really enjoy meeting people, jumping on phone calls, being on people's podcast, getting interviewed by people, just having a check in with people to make sure they're okay and to see if I can help. I really, really enjoy that. And I enjoy public speaking. I enjoy going to events. Everyone at the moment seems to be fighting for my attention. And I've wrote down that is the problem with working full time whilst also trying to network and meet new people and all of that sort of stuff. Because it means I have a limited amount of hours that I can spend on that. For example, I will often add a few calls into my weekends and um, I will also add them after work or on my lunchtime. And especially on my lunchtime, it ends up meaning that I don't eat lunch. I end up eating lunch whilst I'm working at my, whilst I end up working at my full-time job. And that leads me very swiftly onto the next point, which is managing people's expectations at work versus my own. And when I say my own, I mean my personal own, but also my company's expectations of me trying to build my company. Because the truth is, I can network every single day, but that also would impact my company and the company that I work for full time. People want me to work harder at work because what I've started to do is leak my business into the work that I do day to day. And I use the word leak because, for example, I've started replying to a few LinkedIn messages whilst I'm supposed to be at work on my, my nine to five job. And so that has negatively impacted the company that I work for full time because they don't see me as fully committed. And so I need to make sure that I'm managing their expectations better because I want everyone to be happy. And so to do that, That does mean I'm going to be setting one hour a day, for example, on my commute to work or my commute from work or as I get home from work. Those hours will be to spend on LinkedIn, replying to messages, replying to comments, these types of things. But the time when I'm in work, it means I've actually got to work as opposed to working, but also trying to do a little bit of my business on the side and a few other little bits and bobs. And actually, that will probably be better for me in the long term because it will allow me to schedule time in to do things like replying to messages on LinkedIn, replying to emails, as opposed to always being on, always being responding to emails straight away, always responding to messages and comments straight away. And although that is great, it also means and struggles for me to get things done. So in the long term, it will have a good impact. At the moment, it will be difficult. And finally, the last point I wanted to talk about in my diary is the progress of my social media content. Recently, I made a dedication to my LinkedIn audience 
to say, you know what, I'm changing up my content and I really want to make it value based. I really want to bring people knowledge and share my knowledge on the LinkedIn platform. LinkedIn, as many of you may know, is like a baby to me. It's my favorite platform. And so when I go out onto LinkedIn, I really want to bring my best self and I really want to bring as much content as possible that will value and positively impact the people around me. And so this week I've been working on that new types of content and working on those new things. And so I've been posting different types of content for videos and one video in particular did really, really well. It was about me doing public speaking events and how you can start and find public speaking events. It was super successful. I had people, businesses commenting, really engaging in the comments, enjoying what I was saying and sharing their knowledge too. It was a super post. So the final thing I want to say to you guys today is think about how you are adding value to the people that are seeing you on social media, but also in person. Walk in the room with a happy face. It will draw people to you. Your positivity is like a magnet. People like positivity. People like a positive attitude. So whack on a smile, jump in front of a camera, start a podcast, network with people. You can do it. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Gareth Rafferty and you have been listening to the Building from the Bottom podcast. This is episode 11, chapter 3, Building from the Bottom. If you have any comments, questions, or you just want to say hi, feel free to contact me by checking out all my social media in the description. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week.